Thank you for listening to the Inside Tailgating Podcast. Before we get started today, I want to let you know about the American Cornhole League. The American Cornhole League promotes and develops cornhole as part of a sport on every level. Get involved in local leagues and tournaments to qualify for the $50,000 championship of bags at Haraz Cherokee Casino Resort, July 21st through the 24th. College students can register now for the first ever College Cornhole Cup on April 23rd at UNC Wilmington. More information check out iplaycornhole.com that's iplaycornhole.com get in where you fit in and throw it down we're about to get it in barbecue charcoal biscuits and ice i got my nachos ready the weather was quite nice we're about to tailgate shake i'm ready are you ready tailgate shake Welcome to Inside Tailgating. Ryan Alessio with you, and today I'm joined by Mike Pomerantz, who does uh, practically everything. You do comedy, you do stand-up, you do music, you do writing, you do food reviews, you do wine and beer reviews. You you do a lot of things. How, how do you uh, how do you manage to keep your schedule like manageable? The key is just you know drink drink as much as possible, stay loose, and uh, there you go. It keeps the keeps the creative juices flowing. So that is tremendous okay. advice. <laughs> I don't think you can get much better than that right there. And before, no, you, if you start every day with a drink, you're never going to go wrong. No, Alice Cooper did for like ever. Look what it's got. Yeah, any, any, any good rock star or artist or just person in general, you know, it's like <laughs> your day going with a beer, you'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> All right, it's our first segment, and as you know, Mike, we like to call it In Case You Missed It, where we re- review something that was uh, on the website. And I found this article that I sent to you that I thought kind of described my situation here where I'm at in Youngstown, Ohio. It's called Small Town Tailgating, and it gives you some nice recipes for, you know, you don't always have to go to the Super Bowl or an NFL stadium or a big D1 college stadium to tailgate. You can pretty much do it everywhere. And you and I were talking before the uh, podcast, uh, one of the 11 times we tried to connect, that you can <laughs> you can tailgate like for anything. And I think what it says in this article is it could be a church event, small town parade. But you would be shocked to know that I have seen people tailgate before high school football games. Does that sound crazy? No, I mean, when we're saying tailgating, are we talking like full on cooler of beer, like you know, blender making margaritas in the parking lot. Or is this just like, is this a tame, tame tailgate? Oh, you, no, no, no. These people got RVs out there. They got tents. They got <laughs> slow cookers. They got barbecues. They got smokers. They got coolers. They got mixers. What, they got everything. This is in like Texas. Where, where is this? Or, or south of the border, like down in Mexico where that kind of stuff's legal, right? <laughs> Hell no, my friend. This is good old Ohio. <laughs> so. in, in Ohio. You know, the, I was just I've, I've been doing this thing where I've been rating different beers uh, in different states, actually, all different beers for all 50 states. And Ohio actually has one of the I was I was shocked just thinking about how many great breweries you guys have in Ohio. So it's like the beer culture there, I think, is is pretty sophisticated, actually, for people might not know that about Ohio. Have you ever been to Ohio long term? 
long term you mean like dedicating a couple years of my life to Ohio no okay well (laughs) if you did like I have you would understand why we have Great Lakes and several other thousand breweries here because outside of just that there's not much else going on so right you guys have like fat fathead is Ohio right hopping frog am am I making these up these are real breweries right uh fathead I have heard of the other one I'm not sure we got one in Youngstown Rust Belt so it's it's not bad okay so, you I mean, know, it seems like the kind of state where you need like a brewery at pretty much every stop along every major road, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's why we still have the drive-through beer distributor. You know, a lot of places don't mm. have that. You can literally buy beer anywhere in Ohio. See, I was born in Pennsylvania. Yeah. You can't buy beer everywhere. Oh, you're, where were you born in Pennsylvania? I'm also I was born in Pennsylvania, but I, I am from Pennsylvania. Ah, uh, the Pittsburgh area, where, a little bit north of. All right, there. see, I'm I'm from the Philadelphia area. So, Speaking of dry, speaking of uh, of tailgating and in high school tailgating and not being able to buy beer but drive through, my first time ever drinking as a uh, as a young man, uh, my buddy walked through a drive through beer distributor <laughs> and bought a case of natural ice. So that's just how things roll in like the in the Midwest, you know, the, the whatever that the Ohio Pennsylvania area oh, is. Yeah, I mean, first time for you. I did that last week. <laughs> yeah, once they take your license, it's really the only way you can buy yeah, beer from the. Uh, yeah, once in a while you get out of line, they take your license from you. I understand that. <laughs> I've been down that road, so sometimes just need to chill out. Is what they're telling you. So we got this article here, and what it does is it gives you kind of regionalized recipes. They got Kentucky glazed Canadian bacon, uh, top sirloin with mushrooms, which is great. So it's basically showing you some recipes that if you're not tailgating at a huge event, you can actually just you know hey. Maybe my kid's a senior this year in high school, and he's, you know, being recruited. Why not get tanked before the game? So that's kind of what I'm looking at with this. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to – here's what I'm thinking. If you're going to – you know, one of the things we talk a lot about in the the food and beverage world is kind of the food and drink pairings, right? So I think if you're going to do like a uh, a, a sporting event and food pairing, let's say – you want to pair like a, a, a low end event, like a high school football game with some really classy food, right? You want to kind of, it's about elevating the overall experience. So it's like, if you're going to tailgate at, you know, some sort of middle school soccer game, you want a fine top sirloin with grilled mushrooms to make it feel like you're not a total degenerate, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And if you would see some of the areas that we uh, have high school football games at, that might be too fancy. I mean, we just might have to get steakums and throw some grass on it and call it a day. But, uh, you know, take sirloin and mushrooms at a high school tailgating event. Why not? So if you want to check that out, all you have to do, if you want to see everything we got, just go to InsideTailgating.com and check out that article and everything else we have. And when we come back... Big baseball guy, aren't you, Mike? Love baseball. Diehard Cardinals fan. Oh, boy. That should be good. All right. I know. I I just create a lot of enemies. I'm sorry. I like the Cardinals. I don't really – I don't see what the issue is. But when we come back, pitchers and catchers actually reported today. Uh, So we'll talk about that. It's the Inside Tailgating Podcast. Have you ever thought to yourself, man, it would be really nice to bring my TV to my tailgate? Well, now you can. The tailgate TV stand provides an easy way to mount your TV onto any vehicle with a receiver hitch. It also offers full 360-degree rotation to allow for access to gear and grub. Plus, it also allows you to adjust the view to avoid unbearable glare from the sun. Get yours today at tailgatetvstand.com. You condescend as long as we all still get it in. We're about to get it in. Barbecue, charcoal, biscuits, and ice. I got my number. 
back to Inside Tailgating, brought to you by the American Cornhole League. Ryan Alessio and guest host Mike Pomerantz. And, uh, you know, we were actually just talking a second ago before we started the next segment about our height deficiencies and some of the how great it would be to be about 6'10 and to shoot a basketball because we were talking about Dwight Howard never being happy, even though he has never acquired an, an actual basketball skill. So it would have been nice, wouldn't it have been? I, I'd like I'd be happy at like I said five ten would be a nice upgrade for me. I could like, you know, maybe I don't know. How how tall is a uh, what's what's Steph Curry at? He's like six two, right? Six one, something like that. Six four. Oh, six four. So you know, to hell with it. Like, <laughs> it doesn't even. No matter what I say, at least, if at least I could shoot the ball, I'd be fine. But it's like no, apparently not. You need to at least you need to shoot the ball great and be six four to be successful. It's just so funny because basketball is my favorite sport. I don't really follow college, but the NBA I do, and I'll look at the. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge Cavs fan because I'm from the Youngstown area, Ohio, and I'm not not just because of LeBron. I know that. Look, I got a Chris Mills jersey. I got stuff that people wouldn't be caught dead with players' right, other, jerseys. You have other garbage you can throw out at some point. That's fine. Oh, <laughs> listen, I have more wasted money in Cleveland Browns, Indians, Cavalier jerseys than some people probably have put in their car or entertainment center. So I know I mean, all about I, that. I know about wasted money. I, I literally live down the street from the Barclays Center with the Nets and talk about <laughs> wasted money. It's like, how, how, how little can you do with a few billion dollars? Apparently yeah, very like, little. Well, we have this year. nice building. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you got nothing yeah. in it, though. That's a shame. It's, it's not even that nice. They had to build it like directly because it's on a Brooklyn block. They, they had to build it directly up into the air. So half the seats, you're looking at the top of the like jumbotron in the center. It's like, I don't know. Well, that's pro- I, personally, I'd, I'd rather go to, to the Garden, and and I I hate the Knicks. I'd rather go to the Garden. Just feel like it's a better, better arena. At least it's but the I, Garden, and you can say, "Oh yeah, I went to the mecca of basketball." I mean, what do you say when you go to the Brooklyn Nets game? Oh, go Nets! Who do yeah, they even exactly. have? I, I, I was here before before it was cool in that stadium. The, so, the cool thing, actually, here's why I love the Garden over over the Barclay is because uh, at the in the cheap seats at the Garden, there's concession stands up there. So you can walk up to grade with, with Barclay. It's like you got to tumble down like in a, you know <laughs> ten stories to get yourself a, a ten dollar Bud Light. So. Yeah, they just give you like a re- repelling equipment and they just send you coming down. <laughs> you got your pa- parachute on down. Yeah, it's like all right, come on down, risk your life, ten dollar beer right here. It's like oh, you so you spoil me. Thank you, you're so generous here. <laughs> but. Hey, hey. You're a big baseball fan, right? We were talking about baseball. that. I mean, I'm excited when I saw that pitchers and catchers were reporting. I'm like, this is this is my time to shine. I'm excited. I'm making sure my MLB package is renewed. I'm, I'm ready to go. If you like the Cardinals, it's it's got to be weird because I know that people, you know, they hate the Yankees because of who they are. But the Cardinals, and I have no problem with them, so don't come through the screen at me. I, I root for you guys. I think it's cool. Uh, but you're kind of like the Yankees of the National League. Aren't the Cardinals... The, the like for the NL, the team that has been to the most World Series events. So yeah, we have this. It's kind of a, a head-to-head battle between us and and the Giants. We have more. Uh, let me get this right. I think it's we have more World Series appearance. No, I think we have more World Series wins. Maybe the Giants have more World Series appearances. I, I don't know. And especially recently, this has been tough for for us. It's been a lot of back and forth between the Cardinals and the Giants making it to the World Series battling this out and uh it's been tough i'd like to think that the giants are the truly most hated nl team they in my mind they are the yankees of of the 
National League. You know, they got that, especially with the whole Bond Singh. McGuire, just, he was just like a, a nice guy trying to hit home runs, trying to play baseball. Barry Bonds was like an arrogant jerk, you know, wanted to, you know, be the best ever. So in my mind, it's like, I, I, I like that they think the Giants are, are the, the devils of, of the NL. The, the Yankees of the NL, if you want to call it that. Well, you know what else I got to ask, too? Uh, because the Cubs are in your division, and I don't, here's the thing. I don't know how to describe this without sounding like a prick, but no, go for it. All right, <laughs> I am. I I understand the plight of being a Cubs fan, and people say to me when they were in the playoffs, "Oh, you should root for the Cubs." You know, being a Cleveland fan, you should understand it. And I and I cut them off there, and I go, "No, no, no." I like Cleveland, and they have three professional teams, and none of them win anything. It's not like, oh, the the the. Cavs don't win, but the Browns win Super Bowls, and the Indians are always contending for the World Series. So, to me, it isn't the same, because Chicago, I don't know, I just saw the White Sox in the World Series. Uh, I just saw their hockey team win two of the last three Stanley Cups or whatever it is. Uh, I, I right. see they, a lot of winning. Michael goddamn Jordan. For, yeah. Remember uh, that guy for... that they, they that <laughs> apparently is the best ever, and he won them six titles, and I remember watching that? So, no. No, no, no. Well, I mean... And then take the opposite side of that. You know, as a Cardinals fan, it's like I don't feel any sympathy for the Cubs or Chicago. It's like the Cardinals barely even have a- any other teams. It's like we have we had this transient Rams team for a while that was, you know, what they did they did we win? I, I see. I was there when the when this football Cardinals left, so that was traumatic. And the Rams, I mean, have been terrible now. They're gone. And so you got hockey wise, the the Blues. I think have won have been to the playoffs without winning a championship and I think any team in all of his professional sports. So, you know, it's like, give us something. Come on, let, let us hit our little leather balls around and, uh, <laughs> and, and take pride in that. Well, yeah, well the, the St. Louis Rams, I mean, they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, but it's still, the, yes. Uh, I will say not, this. St. It, Louis... it wasn't really our, our team. You know, it's like they, they came on. It was it was like some carpet bagging NFL victories. Well, they have know? been. That franchise has been everywhere. And it's weird, like only St. Louis, because they're such a huge baseball town. I think they're the, really one of the only cities in America that could lose an NFL team and they don't care one bit. No, oh, I, I, LA, I, I have fun. <laughs> I don't live in St. Louis anymore, but yeah, I don't think anyone there is. There's, there's not going to be a lot of lost sleep over getting to having the Rams sent back to Los Angeles where they belong. <laughs> no, no one cared. Uh, I, I, I feel like when they were getting ready to move them, I only saw like one or two pictures of a very sad Rams fan, and. You know, I remember when they took the Browns out of Cleveland and they became the Ravens and then they started winning Super Bowls and they've done everything right and the opposite has happened to us. Like, yeah. I remember what it was like when they were trying to get the Browns out of Cleveland and how much people fought and how, like, the uproar over it. And then they just took the Rams, like, we're going to take the Rams and put them to L.A. And Well, I mean, St. Louis people are also really nice. They're like, you know what? It's, it's nice and, and it's warm in Los Angeles. The weather hasn't been so great. They'll do fine there. Have, have yeah, fun, guys. Have good time. <laughs> Plus the owner. I love this. This is what's great about professional sports or like the blatantly obvious thing that's going to happen. And then the owner or manager or whatever will just lie like their owner a a year or two ago buys some ridiculous plot of land. Billion dollar plot of land in the heart of Inglewood. Yeah, he's not he's not looking to build his summer home there. No, and then like, hey, uh, what are you doing with that land? Are you going to try to move the Rams out there? Oh, absolutely not. We're here for life. It's like, oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
okay. Like, I was thinking I was going to build a uh, some sort of swimming complex. Like, uh, no. <laughs> Everybody needs a shopping center. Don't we need another it, one? It, so. It, it, people love Inglewood. That's, you know, we're just going to hang out there. No, yeah, that was definitely, uh, he, he had a plan. It, it I, I applaud, you know, I applaud the guy for taking a, a billion dollar risk without, you know, getting necessarily the NFL's approval. But he knew what he was doing. Well, look, I'm not one of these people who sit there and hate rich people. I understand because I probably took a couple economics classes that, hey, if you take the risk and you invest your money and you put your nuts on the line and it succeeds, I, good for you, man. I never understood the uh, the ventriol or the hatred towards rich people who actually worked and made something of themselves. I always kind of feel like that's kind of stupid. But hey, so wait, wait I'm, you're not a you're not a Bernie Sanders. No, is what I'm no, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> that the that shows you where we're at as a society. Would people actually? And God bless him because he's figured out how to capture the the young generation. Hey, I'll give you free stuff. I'm in. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> that's true. The millennials don't like working for what they get. That that said, though, it's like uh, you know what sports teams does Vermont have? So I don't even know. He, he wouldn't even know what to do with this sort of situation. No, not at all. So you're <laughs> big time Cardinals fan, and I've never been there, but figuring that. They are basically the NFL team or, or baseball is football over there, and they're always sold out and they always contend. You know, that's just got to be fun. And what you, I'm sure you've been to plenty of games. I, what's the atmosphere like? Because they almost seem to have a lot more energy than a, a normal baseball game that you would go to. Yeah, I mean, it's just the excitement. Uh, exactly. Like you said, it's an NFL atmosphere. I, I'll tell you, I went to, um, because I'm a Cardinals fan who lives in New York now. Um, I went to, uh, I forget what year it was, of a few years back, uh, the Mets got their first no-hitter. Uh, I think it was Johan Santana pitched that game, maybe in like 2000. I'm just taking a toll stab, 2012, 2013, something like that. Uh, nobody's uh, and I was at that game. What's that? I said nobody's going to fact check you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was at that game because they were playing the Cardinals, um, and it was the most electric uh, atmosphere I'd ever felt at a non-playoff um, baseball game outside of St. Louis. <laughs> so it's like, it, you know, being at like City Field when they're when they're getting a no, their first ever no hitter from franchise history was like the same kind of excitement you feel just like at every game in St. Louis because uh, Mets fans are gonna hate me for saying that by the way, but it's just the um, it, it's an exciting uh, people just take. I think it comes down to, and here's where the analogy makes sense. It's like when you're, when there's a no hitter going on, you're kind of hanging on every pitch, hanging on every play. St. Louis fans love baseball so much. That's how they are all the time. You know, it's they, they watch every pitch, they analyze every play. They know what's going on in, on in the game because, you know, it, it's that sort of ex- excitement surrounds baseball. The, the, you know, people call them the best fans in baseball. And now that we get a lot of flack for that. Uh, but the cool thing is I really think what it comes down to is there are some of the most knowledgeable fans in baseball that are the most respectful fans of the game in baseball. And that just lends a better understanding to the sport. And when you know what's going on, you know, it's a, it's a game of, you know, pitches and a game of plays. And, and I think they just their willingness to kind of hang on every moment of the game just adds to that atmosphere and the excitement. Yeah, I never understood people who couldn't be entertained by baseball. And let me just say this, like especially if you're a Cardinals fan, I think playoff baseball is one of the most 
awesome things to watch, either in person or on television, because baseball has this ability to give you like anxiety, heart attacks, aneurysms, all those things at once. Because what's more nerve wracking? What's more nervous? What brings on more anticipation than let's say you got a guy on second and third, and I don't know, it's the bottom of the ninth. Hell, forget the ninth, the eighth or eighth or seventh. And you know if you don't get a run home, you're going to lose because you're trying to tie the game or take the lead. And there's a 2-1 count and then a 2-2 count on your hitter, and then the pitcher steps off the mound. And all you want him to do is throw the damn ball. And and, and you're just racking your brain over every single pitch, every single at-bat. I think playoff baseball is awesome. And it, the thing is with baseball, too, is it's, there's no clock. It's never over. You know, it's like looking at back at the Super Bowl we just had, you know, and I don't understand. Total different subject of conversation. I don't under, understand why Carolina punted the ball away with whatever time they had left. You know, it's late in the fourth quarter. But at that point, the game is essentially over. You know, again, as a diehard Cardinals fan, it was what, the 2013 World Series where we came back from, you know, last pitch and both in regular, you know, in, in in the regular game and extra innings and able to, to make an amazing comeback. It's like it, you know, even at your last strike, the game is not over for baseball, which is something other sports basketball doesn't have that hockey doesn't, you know, doesn't have that. And that to me is like the excitement of it. It's the game. Like you said, it's like a- any scenario uh, could is could lead, you know, it's, it's never over. No, it's not. And you're right. I remember watching that world series that was against the Rangers. Correct. And, you know, it looked like they had the Cardinals dead to rights. But until you get that 27th out, I don't care if there's 26 outs and you got two strikes, you still need that last strike. And the Rangers, like you said, several times could have won the World Series and they couldn't do it. So in that aspect, I think baseball is neat. I know people want to speed up the game and try to. It's like, man, just leave baseball alone. Can't it just be baseball? It, it drives me insane when people talk about speeding. It's it's like if if you want, well, they, they say appeal to to the younger fans. It's like who who are these younger fans who are? I've never met an impatient baseball fan. If, if you're if you're impatient, you're, you're you don't like you're not at baseball games. You know, <laughs> no. Either, either that either that you're there and, and you're you're counting. You're not counting strikes and outs. You're counting how many you know, beers you can get down. Yeah, so, before the uh, uh, seventh inning cutoff or whatever it is. Exactly. That's all that. That's the only thing you have your eye on. So yeah, baseball, it's, it's based on tradition. Keep that tradition alive. You know, it's like we don't, baseball doesn't need a three point line. <laughs> you know, baseball no. doesn't need any of these, any of these gimmicks. Just let it, let it be. I think it's going to, it's going to, sometimes, you know, people want to change a classic. It's just like, it comes back around eventually. Even when you get, feel like you're fed up with something, eventually you learn to appreciate it again. I think like baseball is one of those sports. All right, coming up next, we're going to kind of continue this a little bit because baseball to me in summer, especially baseball, boy, you can really do some nice outside good weather, have some beer, and really enjoy yourself. It doesn't have that uh, let's kill everybody around me like football does or some other sports. So when we come back, uh, Mike's going to be nice enough to talk about some of his favorite beers, give us a list of beers that are going to go good maybe with the summer coming up and uh, tailgating. So stick around. We'll be right back. It's Inside Tailgating. Tailgate Giant is your online tailgate superstore. Get geared up for the NASCAR season by getting the latest chairs, tents, accessories, cornhole boards, and other tailgate games today. Visit tailgategiant.com and pimp out your man cave or tailgate party. Gather around, wipe the smoke from your eye, grab your drink and hold it high. Whether mascots or numbers on a hood, root for the colors you think you should. The battle's in there on fields or in lanes. 
win or lose, it's only a game. Spoke and laugh and condescend as long as we all still get it in. We're about to get it in. Barbecue, charcoal, biscuits, and ice. I got my number chairs ready. The weather is white. Now you're about to tailgate shake. I'm ready. Are you ready? Welcome back, Inside Tailgating Podcast. Ryan Alessio with you. I got my co-host of the day, Mike Pomerantz, and uh, big Cardinals fan, big baseball fan. And like we were talking about, baseball is such a nice environment. You're relaxed. Not playoff baseball, but if it's July, June, okay, look, it's game 48 out of 162. So a lot of times I go to the ballpark, I go see the Indians or whatever. You know, we there are some nice craft beer places inside the park, right outside the park. And you really can just enjoy yourself, have a couple beers, and relax and watch baseball. So what do you got for us, or maybe down in St. Louis too, some of the stuff you, you have experienced that makes it, oh, just so fun to sit outside and watch baseball? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the thing for the – Baseball and beer uh, go hand in hand. And it's not just because it's like the number one marketing. <laughs> it's not where they get all their marketing dollars from. Uh, but, you know, it's a relaxing game. As we were talking about in the last segment, it's like you want to just be relaxed. You want to kind of take it as it comes. And so for me, it's all about you want to find beers that can, as we call them in, in the beer industry, and it's a term that's kind of hitting the general public, it's called session beers. And by session, session is just like a polite way of saying, oh, I'm about to have 30 beers in this quote unquote session <laughs> and I don't want to black out. Right. <laughs> I don't want the session to end. It's like, hey, someone, someone cut this session short by giving me too strong of beers. Um, and the thing is with, with craft, a lot of the craft beers these days, especially, you know, IPA are out there uh, as far as who, you know, what you're most likely to find from a lot of these smaller breweries. But those those beers are strong. We're looking at, you know, six, seven percent alcohol. Um, to comparatively speaking, like a Bud Light, it's going to be around 4.2%. That's why you don't get drunk off a of Bud Light you know, or, or things like that. So a lot of the craft beer makers have been looking to, to get to these lower alcohol beers. Um, session IPA has been a huge thing. I think we, you were mentioning earlier that you're, you've become a big Session IPA fan, right, Ryan? Yeah, I actually like IPAs in general, but uh, I've learned from uh, experience, per se, that you can't go and just house seven IPAs. Or else you no, go away yeah, exactly. on an unwanted and, vacation. And a, of, <laughs> and a lot of these places, you know, uh, Anheuser-Busch recently bought out, uh, not recently, but in, you know, in the past five or so years, bought out Goose Island. So you see Goose Island IPA in a lot of places. Like, oh, you know, it's a common beer now. That, that Still, I think it's around 6.5% alcohol. It's like even that extra 1.5% will, will knock you on your ass eventually. So, you know, it's uh, if you're looking for go-to session ipas low abv ipas i'm a huge fan of founders all day ipa which you can find uh, a lot of places now i actually was out at founders in grand rapids michigan it's a couple years ago and or actually no within the past year they are they've expanded like three or four times in the past two or three years simply to keep up with demand on founders all day ipa listen it's good i've had it it is very good well and the thing with with a lot of these session ipas is they're not balanced there's a reason ipas tend to be high enough you know, if you have uh, more hops, what they call IBUs or internet, it's 
the beer is you need some sort of malt base to balance out all that you know hoppy bitterness and flavor otherwise you just kind of are drinking like hop juice for lack of a better description um, and that just kind of tastes a little, you know, not exciting. So you, usually they balance that with, with ABV, with higher alcohol, but it's like something like an all-day IPA. They do a great job of, of getting that big hop flavor, but, but without just having it kind of taste thin and, 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 and boring. Um, so that, that's a great one. Uh, I don't know. I, you know I, was, I had my list of kind of some beers I, I thought were amazing that I've had recently. One I've loved uh, – is there's a beer and we got any Jersey people in the house between you and me? Probably not. Cart, Carton boat beer uh, is a beer that they're making in New Jersey. I think it's like a, of a, um, it just, the name is like boat beer. It's like, but it's a session IPA. It's like, that just sounds like some, whoops. Did I lose you? Nope. I'm here. <laughs> no, you don't want to drink boat beer? Well, you know what? You cut out for half a second. So if you asked me if I wanted to drink boat I, beer, I would. I'm saying just, just like the name, like boat beer, that just like sounds like a beer that you want to drink, right? I'd drink anything on a boat. <laughs> Put it in front of me, I'm good. <laughs> exactly. It, it's a beer that, you know, that has that kind of balanced flavor. It's not, not there's actually another one uh, still uh, down in Artisanal Ales, which is uh, technically based out of beer, a uh, similar beer called Yacht. So I think anytime you find a beer that's named after a, a seafaring vessel, you're probably in good shape. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As as drinking beer. Uh, another dude, another trend I've been super into recently is there's a lot of um, one of the hottest kind of categories in beer right now is um, uh, Mexican beers. Like despite the fact that the big brand names like Budweiser uh, is, are losing ground to craft beer, um, brands like Corona. And I believe um, what's the other Modelo are actually still increasing in sales. Um, and you have a lot of American craft breweries that are making Mexican style lagers, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, American breweries making Mexican lagers. And uh, I recently drank 21st Amendment, put out a beer called El Sully, um, which tastes as it's like you drink and you, you can't believe it. San Francisco because it tastes like it was made south of the border. Um, and I was also just out in Colorado and there's a brewery out there, a uh, great brewery ska that makes a beer called Mexican lager, like, uh, you know, like chopping wood kind of thing. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's a wordplay, but it's a Mexican style lager. It's just super drinkable. Uh, you're getting all that delicious, awesome flavor, you know, light, refreshing, maybe a little citrusiness that you'd expect from a true Mexican beer produced here in the u.s which is pretty cool i think uh, donald trump would approve probably <laughs> but you know make america great with that beer I, I feel like i could do their slogan right now if donald trump was going to help them out make beer great again exactly so that, i mean those are a few then it's like you know again it's like talking about the cool thing too about uh the beer scene now is it used to be it's like you, you go you know you'd go to a game a brewer's game and you'd drink miller or you'd go to a cardinals game and you'd drink budweiser or you'd go to uh i guess the rockies haven't been around that long but you drink cores out there but outside that you know whatever you were drinking beer wise didn't really have any reflection of the actual city you're drinking in you know you'd go to at a phillies game i would still be drinking budweiser or miller or something like that now you, a lot of these places have beer from the actual you know city that they're they're made and you can go uh, to fill Philadelphia and drink beers that are made by a Philadelphia brewery. Like my, my favorite Philadelphia brewery is a place called Yards, and they got Yards Philadelphia Pale Ale, which is an awesome session 
beer, a, a pale ale that's just super hop forward, great Simcoe is the style of hops they use. It makes it nice and uh, citrusy. Or you can go, like even back in St. Louis, uh, you know, it's still Bush Stadium, but you can be around Bush Stadium, still get some of the great beers out there. Like um, the Urban Chestnut makes a great Zwickle beer, which is a uh, type of kind of light, unfiltered lager. You can get a Schlafly uh, American Pale Ale, which is a nice hop forward pale ale. So it's cool now that you're kind of, no matter where you go into these different stadiums, you can, you can try things that have a bit more of that local flavor. Well, I'm thirsty as hell. I don't know about you now. That was... Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna have to see if I've been, I can I've been walk. Drinking I've been drinking throughout the entire segment, so I think we're in good shape. I think I'm gonna have to go walk <laughs> through the drive-through now. Is what I'm gonna have to go do. So uh, before we let you go, Mike, you got a website? Tell us about you know your website, what you got going on, real quick. Um, sure. I mean, you can just check me personally out at uh, mikepomerantz.com. I mean, I, I, you're just gonna. I'm a freelancer. The publication so i just like shout out to food and wine and tasting table and playboy the some of the places i've written for recently uh yeah i work for these places because they're doing great work on on beer and obviously food and beverage stuff so you know hopefully you bump into one of my articles when you go to those sites but it's like there's great interesting content in all those sites um obviously you know so uh i lend my support to the people who uh, lend their support to me to write for them Oh, that sounds great. And uh, thank you for joining us, Mike. And we'll talk very soon in the near near future and talk more baseball. How's that? Yeah, real pleasure. Let's uh, let's see how the Cardinals – I feel like a couple weeks in, we'll see how the season's going for the Cardinals. <laughs> and I'll have a lot to say then. <laughs> All right. This has been the Inside Tailgating Podcast brought to you by the American Cornhole League. Make sure you check out InsideTailgating.com for all your tailgating needs, and we'll talk to you next week. We're about to get it in. Barbecue, charcoal, biscuits, and I